One, two, two, three, three. Pause and start. Hey, Rob, hello, how are you? Hey, buddy, how are you? Welcome back to another episode. Episode seven of I Understood That Reference. Mm, This is, I'll tell you folks, this is an exciting day. Ross and I have both got um, movement happening in our personal lives and also in our audio recording lives. I was like, hey, how did you know I had irritable bowel? (laughs) I was going to get movement in the the nether regions at some point, but... um, I was going to leave it out. You were going to go for the front yeah. region. I went for the back. You know, a little little different different take. I mean, you and I really are that perfect pairing. <laughs> You're that, we're that perfect pairing, front and back. That's oh, all we do. Jesus Christ. A podcast by Robin Ross, a podcast by front and back. Let, let, let's <laughs> get away from the old uh, front bottoms talk, shall we? Hello, everybody. The- we're back again. Episode seven. This is probably going to go out at the same time or around the same time as episode six. So that was an episode where we talked a lot about franchises and when things have gone a bit too far. So this one, we're just going to cover lots and lots and lots of news because Rob, as mm. you know, big weekend. Oh my goodness. It's been a big weekend, buddy. And I think, you know, I was I was, I was, was having a bit of, a little bit of a battle with the, the previous episode given its, uh, just its length and also just my, uh, my own recording device kind of let me down a little bit, so I was trying to edit it, but we realized just within the, the, the course of about five days, just a bonkers amount of news hit the surface. Bonkers. So we figured we had to get another recording in and just 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 hash it out, talk about a few things that kind of came up in the in the in the general movieverse, nerdiverse, um, stuff in particular that I think you are very passionate about. Oh, so. good lord! I am so excited about this episode that I actually <laughs> I started drinking again after eighteen days off the beer. That's how excited I am. And that's how much of an alcoholic he is. Hey, we don't say that word here. <laughs> Sorry, I, f- I keep mixing up whether this is an AA meeting or a podcast recording. I always get confused. I mean, it starts off as one thing and genuinely <laughs> blends blends into the other. But <laughs> mm. well, let's let's not dwell on um, <laughs> the, the sad side of our lives too much. Let's uh, drift into our standard intros. Let's uh, address the, f- the, the the facts from last week. Ross, 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 Ross. That's an important one to address. Never forgetting that. <laughs> right, so my uh, Ross fact, Rob fact, last week was that um, Die Hard with a Vengeance was originally written to be a Lethal Weapon film. What was yours, Rob? My Ross fact, Rob fact, It was that Tom Hanks wasn't paid a salary for Forrest Gump. So, Rob, were you telling the truth or were you telling falsities? <laughs> I was, in fact... Telling the truth! That is insane. <laughs> so Tom Hanks was not paid... I didn't notice, by the way, just in case anybody thinks this is a, a joint effort that we help each other out no, with. No, 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 It no. is not. No, no, no. This is, this is an interesting one. And this actually isn't completely uncommon. Um, he wasn't paid a standard salary. This is a little bit of a mean fact, but I think this is how most of the facts are going to go. Mean Ross fact, Ross fact. fact. <laughs> I mean, Ross. I mean, what do they mean? But essentially, a lot of actors will get a cut of like box office earnings if they feel like there's potential in it. So they will sacrifice a salary knowing the potential of a movie. So this isn't completely uncommon. But for Forrest Gump, I don't know, whatever way it was negotiated, often there would be a, there are scenarios where there's at least some salary or, or something paid. But he decided, I feel like there's great potential in this. So I'm just going to throw caution to the wind like a feather in the wind. Reference, a little reference there. And... Just commit to whatever the, whatever they're in the box office. Let me tell you, I had I forgot to look up the box office. I'm doing it now. 
It's 700 million that movie made. So I'm not sure what percentage he got, but he certainly made it. Oh, probably a lot. And again, he's probably (laughs) saying Tom Hanks are tanks to himself now. You know, he signs his social media posts with tanks. I mean, I would too if I was him. But speaking of social media game, I am on the Twitter a lot lately doing some getting some big names. Big names tweet me back. (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing James the Roberts <laughs> the author of that Lost Light and Transformers series I love so much and Nick Roach the Irish artist have both tweeted me back or well either tweeted or liked my posts and they've emailed me separately and they've said can you please get this guy to stop tweeting us yeah we've that- done everything we can <laughs> Well, actually, there's a guy called Chris McFeely. He does YouTube videos, big in the Transformers field. He just sent me a a, a reply today saying, uh, thanks, Cap, salute. So obviously the logo is going places. Sorry, we're getting off topic. My uh, Ross fact, Rob (laughs) fact, was about, uh, was Die Hard 3 originally written to be a Lethal Weapon film? And it's actually a common misconception that it was. The truth is that it was just kind of languishing in development hell for a while. And the guy from mm. Lethal Weapon kind of took up a script and went, ugh, do we want this? And then put it back and said no. So, no, it wasn't originally ever going to be one. <laughs> what? But it was there. I I love the fact that there's just like, he picks it up like he's renting a DVD. He He's just like, oh God, for a tenner for five days? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. He was at script. a petrol station. He was at a petrol, an apple green on the way of a journey. And he went, went to the bargain bin and he picked up some scripts. And he was like, ah, you know, I can either get a beef jerky or I can buy this script. And he went for the beef jerky. Oh, wouldn't we all, though? Oh, wouldn't we all? So mm. well done, Rob. We we well, to another Rob fast Rob, Rob Ross fact. Rob fact that gets mm. that gets harder and harder to say. Um, yeah, uh, and also the facts we hope get a little bit harder because we're trying to be mischievous because everyone's fierce smart these days. We're getting fierce smart comments yeah. from people listening in. Trying to fierce find ones that are saying, that are hard to just type into to Google and it says <laughs> yeah. true. <laughs> true exactly false yeah exactly so we gotta twist it google says and false before, <laughs> but before we move on to the news buddy i have oh god i'm, I'm actually sweating about this oh, i'm sweating se- about this <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so of course it's time for our world famous great reference game the great segment. reference game game the great game, reference game. game. Uh, the echo is such an important my part my, of that, my uh, plosive intro. device is loving it every time i do that Oh, you love a good plosive device. Mm. Um, okay, so the reference for you this week, buddy. I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Go for it. You w- you win or you die. Ah. Uh, okay. Will we leave it there for now? Well, we'll leave, we'll park that. You win. Okay, you park that. You just die. make sure again, as we're learning, a very important part of this game is that you and I have to remember to address it at some point. I'm spray painting it <laughs> sure. on the wall as I speak right now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, well, look, listen, we've got our world-famous segments out of the way. Let's move on to the news. Ho, ho, ho. The tantal. I'm so, I'm so excited. We have so much to talk about. I'm, go- I'm going to kick us off Perfect. up top. Because we need to get this out of the way. Paralyzed by indecision just... is what I was there. Yeah, I, I could tell. I could sense it. But listen, Avengers Endgame is out in 10 days. 10 days. 10 we both have our tickets booked for the midnight screenings. Yeah, IMAX job. Oh, uh, it's gotta I be. Can't... I'm going to an iSense, I believe. I think it's the same oh, thing. Oh, sorry, you're right, actually. Mine is just called Max, but with two X's. Oh, that's a and, porno. Uh, that's definitely a yeah, porno. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's when it's got the third X. You're, you're, the rear end game. That's misconception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> well, we know what the title of this episode is going to be. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. <laughs> I, I guess we do. Uh, 
Oh, that's fantastic. I can't, honestly, I'm, you have completely disintegrated my train of thought that, there. That was I not can, rehearsed, can, everyone. That was not I rehearsed. Cannot, <laughs> I cannot. I just had this image because I've invited other people with me to this. Good. <laughs> this rear end show. This so now I just have show. This, <laughs> yeah, I have it. Dressed up as this amazing finish, this incredible uh, cinematic. Oh, there'll be an amazing finish. And I said too much. <laughs> Talk about. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously a theme for this episode because we kicked it off with front end and back end, and already, <laughs> oh. <laughs> already. I mean, we're just gone straight to this. So this is this is the this is the PG episode. This is the parental guidance episode. If I understood that <laughs> reference. Well, actually, we have an explicit label on our iTunes, and boy, have we already. Oh, we are that, earning that explicit <laughs> label. <laughs> but look, yes, you're it's right. It's 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 ten days away. Apparently, the spoilers are already online now, so do not check them out. Really, the guys yeah, just I've... the Russo brothers <clears throat> just put up an old uh, open letter saying, "Don't ruin Endgame for people." I mean, they had to do it for Infinity War, but this one is... I mean, I, I, God, we keep saying it. We thought Infinity War was going to be the bigger one because of how it just constructed all these interwoven storylines. But it's actually just how they wrap it all up, obviously, now is the more important one. And you can understand why there's frustration for people who are just probably minding their own business someday on social media. And then all of a sudden, they're hit with, you know, an image or even just... You know the way even just the hint of a, of a, of a, of a headline or something is enough for you to... It'll draw your eye... And next thing you know, one of those stupid clickbait. Oh, did this toy reveal the ending? And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, come on. And but they'll include like a picture. It'd be like, can't believe this character dies. In and then there'd be like, you know, like a graph or pictures or something. Um, I've completely like, I haven't watched any trailers or anything. I've stopped watching the news. There's lots of TV spots out and everything. I think maybe now is the time to, to bed down. This is the last podcast you should listen to. Bend down. Are you? I. I can't. <laughs> Bend down is actually for the rear end game showing. <laughs> <I believe. laughs> yes. Uh, look, uh, but uh, you and I are both pumped for it. We can't wait. We had to dress it because uh, one thing I do want to mention. It. It was. It was kind of in the promotional kind of video material, but it's not really a traditional trailer. But it was just this epic sort of countdown of all the movies. Where it went from it start. It just quickly flashed through little clips of all um, the previous movies pivotal moments one might say yeah and it's just great at at really kind of reminding you what you know where they started and how they've gotten to here it's just extraordinary and like really exciting and it's funny like um so much other news has been happening like so much other like major news has happened but i've been so distracted by just the prospect of endgame being released next week that that's all i can really focus my current kind of pop culture attention on i'm actually and this is a weird one and this is actually a perfect segue if you if you'll allow me to segue into this because it is to do with endgame and the avengers is that my focus has actually been taken elsewhere my focus has been taken on the shows that marvels have just recently announced Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason for this is because the sheer potential post-Endgame is literally blowing me as a comic book fan, my mind. I should have said blowing my mind <laughs> and not left that Where gap. Where is this episode going? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. Dude, I, talk, I, talk, I talked through it. I went, oh, oh, I can't oh, believe what, you left what have there. I done? I mean, <laughs> blowing... Blowing me as a comic book fan, I believe, is how that oh, sentence went. Oh, come on, Ross. I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have led with 18 days off alcohol so far. Well, the best part is, is that you and I are in different locations. So if people are just listening to you in your room, they don't have any context. And that's just what you went for there. Yeah. They're just tied up here in the corner listening to me, yeah? Oh, they're looking oh, at us. Yeah. 
Oh, sh- sorry if I disturbed them. Oh, they're already disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I got, I got, I got to bring it back. I got to bring it back because this is something sorry. that I've really wanted to talk about for a while. So I recently mm. started reading uh, Matt Fraction and David Aja's, um Hawkeye comic called "My Life Is a Weapon." And it's yes, absolutely it brilliant. It's about Hawkeye just living his daily life. Um, it's very much talking about using his eyes, just hawking around the place. Classic Hawkeye stuff. Bringing a bow with an arrow, having the crack. But it is. It's really cool. It's really down to earth. There's no giant <laughs> monsters or anything. It's just him fighting some like local ruffians and trying to live in an apartment complex. It's really mm. intriguing. It's also it's also technically what the Hawkeye recently announced Hawkeye TV show starring Jeremy Renner. It's actually the same focus. So basically Hawkeye is going to pass the mantle on to a young girl called Kate Bishop who becomes mm-hmm. Hawkeye in the comics. I mean, Clint doesn't go anywhere, but he passes it on to her and this is exactly what's going to happen in the TV show. And I think there's so much room to mine this for absolute gold. Did you have any idea about the plot? Did you know what was going to happen? Did how do you have any thoughts on it? Um, In terms of how this this sort of separate TV series is going to unfold. Yes, yes. I, I'm not sure, and actually, I had heard very briefly, like about the um, like I, I, look to, to take a step back for a sec. I think they're being very clever. This Disney Plus, this and to, to highlight to folks, this is for the Disney Plus streaming service. All these TV shows because they own all the Marvel properties. I mean, uh, essentially, they MCU. own everything now. The 20th century it, it Fox. Just terrifying. Ugh. But that's a conversation for another day. Soon enough, but, maybe uh, they'll buy us. I mean, I will literally sell at the first opportunity. I mean, if they bought us a few pints, I'd sell it. But oh, at that me rate, too, me too. <laughs> but um, I think what's interesting is that they've been very clever in which characters, characters they've picked to continue the series with. And it's, the, it's just the more grounded, less bombastic, um, less uh, AAA level heroes, but definitely ones that have interesting sort of skill sets and ones that have interesting backstories that people definitely want to know more about. Potential. perfectly suited for, yeah, just perfectly suited for TV. We've already discussed at length the potential of the Loki TV series. Now we've got Bucky and Falcon going off on like a buddy cop fucking superhero. A Bucky cop. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Falcon. Anyway, you said you wanted to jump in. So, now, I'm not for sure they're going to do this, but if I think long-term thinking would be a great idea. So this is the post-Endgame world we're going to be in. It's going to be Falcon and Bucky, which is Captain America's Mm -hmm. two closest allies. In the comics, obviously, when Captain America abdicated his shield, there was a whole wield the shield, who will wield the shield storyline. I remember that from the movie. I abdicate this shield. I believe that's how it went in the movie. I abdicate my shield to you. But think about it. We use your theory of Cap being left in the past, which is totally Mm going to happen. You called it. (laughs) So we use that theory. Cap isn't around anymore. So between the films, you set a TV series kind of following Bucky and Falcon as they both learn who maybe would be the best Captain America or who earns the right or who deserves to wield the shield and honour Steve Rogers. You know, Mm. they can both give it a shot. They can both test it. And then the next film, one of them is already Captain America. They give it like a quick one scene flashback of one that picking up the shield but we've already seen it in the tv show it's a great thing mm. to do like take tell a sideways story an on-track story which does affect the marvel universe but doesn't necessarily need to be told in a film i know but it's but again those and it's not fair to call them b characters but they're b characters in comparison you know you know with respect to the the, the big players but people i think 
you know, it's kind of that risk versus reward. Like, do you really invest 150 million, 200 million in a in a in a Falcon movie that maybe are people really that interested in seeing, or do they, as you've quite rightly pointed out, do they just they just establish this narrative that's interesting with their TV shows, and then by the time a few episodes of that is done, people are like, oh my goodness, I need to see how this plays out on the big screen. This I I need the payoff for this at this point and it, it makes perfect sense and to go back to like your your hawkeye thing hawkeye thing hot guy or as i'm calling him okay well actually what I, i've i've come up with a new brand um for jeremy renner's version of hawkeye given how he's appeared in the trailers he is now mo hawkeye mo hawkeye <laughs> mo hawkeye mo hawkeye <laughs> <laughs> that haircut is ridiculous you should be on our twitter <laughs> how have you not put that on the twitter mo hawkeye <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> oh that's excellent oh, i've just i've just been waiting for the right moment i'm gonna wait for the the frenzy of um anticipation to peak at some point next week and then i'll then i'll post it and then and that that's our launching off point from there mohawkeye mohawkeye <laughs> you rue the day folks i'll tell you everybody will everyone will be asking us why did they really become big and everyone will say mohawkeye yeah oh it that's... was it was the it was the explicit episode <laughs> it was yeah triple max they made it explicitly clear they wanted to go somewhere but to go back to Hawkeye and what's her name, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop. Do you do you think though, because he's one of the original six Avengers, that does that inform a little bit how this Endgame is going to play out? Like, is there a hint? Oh, you know, he's doomed, or are we safe with the fact that we don't need to worry about how Endgame plays out? Even if he lives or dies in it, it's good to know that there's a, a Hawkeye series coming out. I think the latter, 100% the latter. We don't know. I mean, it could be a prequel for all we know. It may not be a prequel. But I think mm-hmm. this is the best thing to do going forward. Because like I said before, we've talked about this and about superheroes passing on mantles. In fact, somebody on Twitter recently asked me a question about do I think that the, the Marvel films are eventually going to start creating characters? But I said that I just think they're going to follow the comics line and start using the the characters, the names like Hawkeye and Iron Man and Captain America, use these as legacy roles. So basically somebody else will take over the mantle. Again, think of maybe Into the Spider-Verse where Miles Morales takes over as Spider-Man after Peter Parker, Mm. spoilers, dies. So I think that, universe. like, obviously Jeremy Renner and Steve, uh, Chris Hemsworth, all of them, they're, they're all getting, Chris Evans, they're all getting older. And that's, you obviously can't keep making films. So instead, they'll pass the mantle of Hawkeye, pass the mantle of Captain America onto a younger generation. Mm. So that's why I think I, it doesn't essentially matter what happens in Endgame because they're... Well, no, but they're, yeah, but they have shown in the trailer that he's like with his daughter, training her to be this Kate Bishop but, character you talk about. But is I, that his daughter of... or is that this Kate Bishop character who we're now going to see? Does the Hawkeye mm. TV series run run parallel to Endgame? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. It could be before, of course. Yeah, it could be long before. It could be long before. It could be long before. Really. That's the thing. Actually, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. that's another point I want to say. So another TV show that's coming out is called One Division, which firstly is hilarious. Okay, the, I, the fact that they've committed to that title is fantastic. Look, or, why not? Sorry. At this stage, they're just like, "Hey, we own everything. What you gonna do?" <laughs> yeah, and you'll watch it anyway. By the way, in case you haven't noticed, you're gonna watch this TV show no matter what we call. Oh, oh, and we will, and hopefully, I can watch it in One Division. <laughs> that, is that? Hang on, that's hardly a play on Wonka Vision from Willy Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, I mean, I could. Do you remember the the Gene Wilder version where he's just like, "I could send you to the chocolate bar with Wanda, well, uh, Wonka Vision." I feel like there's a subtle little old 
Like, that's where they got it. Maybe that's where they divert, drive. Anyway, what, what were you saying? There may be. I'm just saying that, that they have an interest in, because with these TV series, what they have an interest in uh, opportunity to do is, like I said about that Hawkeye sh- uh, comic that I'm reading, all the kind of character-centric comics have much more personal, are much more personal and show you the kind of inner yeah. workings of the characters. So they have an opportunity now to do that, removed from the big budget films. So they can give... Wanda and uh, so Scarlet Witch and Division all of a sudden between Civil War and Avengers Infinity were just in love with each other there was no kind of build up for this there was no real stage setting so now they have an opportunity to go back and not so much wreck on that but maybe do a parallel out. like show a story where that kind of feeds into both the past and the present so this is them getting together but maybe there's a character that now also comes back in the present and they can use that as a great period to to show well this is them getting together and how they got together and then this mm. is their current relationship and tell that going forward I mean what's fascinating to me is that like these are people that have started in like in the major blockbuster movies and then all of them one way or another are going to end up on a TV show for this isn't that crazy it's like, like they're they're going to go back to TV, like like all those big storylines that have been hinted at you you got to go back you got to go movies. back marty you got to go back to TV <laughs> <laughs> nice so that was a good um emmett brown I oh yeah great scott i can hear the husk great scott you gotta get more blah, 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 blah. you gotta get more jowly we're very good at the jowls i mean drop jowls <laughs> and to quickly wrap up the hawkeye stuff though i have to say you you gave me a sense of how cool that character can be because you 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 lent me the uh the edge of ultron volumes yes and it starts off with him like it's just this dystopian future and he's just going around arrowing and bowing the absolute shite out of people and it's class because there's always something more interesting about someone who is far less power but just skillful and you know that kind of grounded the re- kind of action yes 100 and even in a comic that was conveyed so well i remember thinking to myself god they yeah they are probably underusing this character a bit and i think they have recognized it by the time they've got to end game i think we're going to get some great hawkeye stuff Mohawk guys. I think they've held him back and even not having him feature in Infinity War so he can be so he's Ronan in this. This isn't a spoiler at all, but it's just the character that he became from the comics. He trying to kind of change his costume up a little. So there's there's rumors that this I mean, this may not happen, but that maybe his family have been gone away in the snap. So he's become Dusted. the Ronin, so he doesn't have a family. That's what the Ronin is and like the ninja Ronin, you know. So mm. and he's got that mad sleeve tattoo, yes, to go along with his mohawk. I, that look is just wild to me. It's such a sea change from what we're used to. But um, I mean, again, you'll get used to it, I suppose, when you're watching it. Um, I mean, he doesn't we, have he doesn't necessarily have a defined costume in the others either, does he? No, no, nor a defined look. He's just kind of himself with a bow and arrow. He's just Jeremy Renner, just like standing there. Hey guys, riffing and kind of jiving at people, just like he would in real life. Jump off that building there, Jeremy, and fire an arrow behind you. All right. (laughs) But uh, Jeremy, do you want to attach to the building first? No, I'm going to jump off backwards and then I'm going to shoot it at the building and then I'm going (laughs) to zip line down. But it would be so much easier to do it the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we got to keep moving, Did you see all the stuff about the Mandalorian, speaking of uh, Back to the Future? Uh, Okay. Before we proceed, you need to address (laughs) the Mandalorian because it took me a minute when you sent me on those pictures. Do you want me to describe this it? on Twitter yet, but I think I should. Do, do you think I should? I, I had to sense check myself. I, I, I got a laugh out of it, but again, I'm not a good gauge. I mean, I'm, I, I'm appreciative of your sense of humor more so maybe than others. That that was insulting, but okay, I, I'll, I'll accept that. 
Oh, this podcast is going to do so well. It's just catering purely to you. <laughs> Rob, Rob, will people laugh at my jokes? I mean, I find them funny, but I don't think anyone else will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners? <laughs> oh, this is torture. Uh, but, right, my joke was, so there was a whole, the weekend Star Wars celebration, and every website, of course, had the exact same Mandalorian logo, which was just the guy in the kind of doorframe. But anyway, um, and I was going to make my own one, and I put it up, which was just, you know, the, that generic man symbol that you would find on a bathroom door. And a DeLorean from Back to the Future. Because, you know, <laughs> the man DeLorean. I mean, I get it. But I didn't at first. <laughs> I also tweeted Carl Weathers and said, oh, Carl, you're the man in DeLorean. Jesus Christ. He didn't. He didn't. Mic. He didn't respond. Uh, I, do you blame him? Uh, I guess he weathered that storm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. Oh, the weather regions. Listen. The Mandalorian, what do you got to say about it? You know what? So I assume we might as well just talk about the whole Star Wars plethora. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let us get into it. So my first question, which were you more or are you more excited about film wise and TV wise? Okay. The Mandalorian or episode nine, Rise of the Skywalker? Uh, Mandalorian, because I know nothing about it. Um, It seems far more interesting. It's seems at least a little bit more detached from the other star wars centric stuff and i just got it has the mystery of it has me more excited than the posturing of this current trilogy there's yes just a the lot potential of, exactly it hasn't been ruined for me yet basically is what i'm saying <laughs> it hasn't been ruined for you yet <laughs> i just feel there's such an expectation that you inherit with these main trilogy movies that it's hard for you not to have these amplified expectations so it's nice to just know there's a TV show coming that's very interesting and mysterious and a little bit off the beaten track. That, to me, is more appealing right now, as it stands, personally. I agree with you. And here's the thing. We're going to disagree soon because you don't hate The Last Jedi at all, do you? I l- oh, very colourful language there. You couldn't have just said I liked it. You had to go, I don't hate, just to prime, just to prime the audience. Yes, just to get them on my side already. Yeah, well... Okay, do you want to talk about that? You asked me about which one do I prefer. Which one are you more excited about then by comparison? I, Mandalorian or this new, this the, the finale of this trilogy? I am definitely looking forward to The Mandalorian more. So mm. in a few episodes of our podcast so far, I've already said what my issues with Star Wars are. And the universe is made very, very small because of the specific yeah. characters that it focuses on. I mean, that's a point you and I agree on very specifically that that's where they... I think ultimately that's probably where they struggle with it. I think the reason it's hard to please everyone is because they keep narrowing it down. So you've so little to do in these big tentpole movies and then you're either going to disappoint people or you're going to please them because you have to take it in some direction that makes it at least different to what has come before. And that's the that's the ultimate flaw in these, I think. Yeah, and, and in a whole expansive infinite universe every planet boils down to a cantina in a desert with stormtroopers oh, the desert stuff desert stormtroopers <laughs> like desert storm anyway, sorry like don't get me wrong oh, this Jesus. also falls prey to that again ig88 is seen in a brief clip that mm-hmm. that bounty hunter we shut up for one scene as are a few others and it is it is deserts, there is cantinas, there is stormtroopers, but it does still seem to be making an effort to get at least a little bit away from that. And at least at the moment, this is a tertiary character and he's not 
immediately interacting with any of the main characters in the franchise. Yeah. Which, you know what? Even for that alone... Keep it that way. I'm excited. I would yeah, say. Yeah, leave it that yeah, way. Yeah, keep, keep it that way. Yeah, keep it interesting. Introduce new people. Give other people and characters a chance to, you know, you know strut their stuff. Get them out there. You want... you this whole this fucking every episode every movie starts with in a galaxy a long time long long time ago whatever like that's the notion of that means that there should be so much you can explore and to your point we just keep addressing the same few people and this like it's it's exasperating but hopefully this gives them a door the mandalorian gives them a door they're kind of on that that sort of peripheral right they're kind of we're just sort of on the on the edge of this Star Wars galaxy, if you'll forgive me. But if people respond to it well, the fact that it is different, they can keep going further and further away from, you know, that that, that core kind of storyline and, and those core characters. Do, do you know what you do? In series three, have Captain Phasma show up. And that's as big as a character from the Star Wars universe we get. I would nearly say that's bordering on too, too big, nerdy, to... to, to like, I, I like where you're thinking about that, but I just, it's one of those situations where... Watch, oh God, this mysterious major character. Well, they they advertised her as major. She ultimately did nothing. Do you know, but it's confirmed um, that she's actually dead now. That character, not you. Yeah, I know. How they killed off too many people. Pathetic. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. No, but like, as in, you know what I'm saying, as in, so they have an opportunity now to maybe take a bit part player and have that be the biggest reveal in it. So li- mm. keep the entire series away from any of the main Star Wars lore and any of the main Star Wars ideals, because that's what I want. And that's to get into uh, Rise of Skywalker. I mean, have you ever seen the film Backdraft with Kurt Russell? I have not. Okay, well, this seems to be the sequel, except this is called Walking It Back. I mean, it's just like even calling it the rise of Skywalker. The first line of the trailer is Luke Skywalker saying, no one's ever really gone. And then it proceeds, the whole trailer proceeds to be, just just forget the last film. Just forget it. Yeah. You know, the lightsaber okay. that was destroyed, Luke's lightsaber, that's fine, it's here again. Uh, uh, Rey, she's mega Jedi. And just, yeah, Luke Skywalker, he should, he's, he's probably still fine. Uh, he's probably still fine. Uh, sure, the Emperor, uh, f- sure, fuck it, he's back too. He's, he's back too. Sure, fuck it. Throw Lando in there while you're at Just throw Lando in. I want he's them to keep consistent old. and kill Lando at the end of this like they killed all the others at the end of the last ones. Just <laughs> no reason. Everything works out when he's alive. At the end, he has like a massive heart attack and just drops on the ground. Oh, gee. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And he just landos on the ground. Anyway. Nice. I, 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 we've gotten to the core sort of hinge point of this episode, I feel, because I want to ask you this, because I think this this is fascinates me. I'm not as bothered by it. This, I think this trilogy means far more to you than it does to me. That's, that's all well and good. But really, I want to know, where do you stand on where do you go to what should have been done here? <laughs> where do you go to <laughs> Would you have preferred they just committed to the last Jedi storyline and tweaked it here and there a little bit, or are you okay with them completely doubling back and shooting themselves in the foot and just retconning the entire previous movie? Rob, you know what? Sometimes we just have these moments where we just get this alignment, and I'm like, yes, this is why we do this. I'm so happy you <laughs> asked me this question. And I did not like The Last Jedi at all. In fact, I really dislike it. And I was thinking about this earlier while I was on the way to work. Do you know, I would actually respect them more. By work, he means the pub, by the way. Oh, 100%. 
working nine to five. What a way to drink a living. Anyway, I would 100% respect them more if they committed to it. You know what? So they made The Last Jedi a certain way. And if they stuck mm-hmm. to that route and stuck with it. But instead now, what we're getting is... Every, it's not even a course correction. Because a course correction would be... Slight adjustments. Yes, yeah, yeah. slight adjustments and using the same trajectory and just, again, course correcting it. But this is... A com- and that's not impossible to do. Like, you were disappointed with very specific parts of The Last Jedi. And I understand why... Like, we've... Sorry, we have... Separately to this podcast, you and I have discussed this to death. And we probably but, will on a podcast in the future, so... Yeah. But I definitely think there were parts of that movie, for you, for from your perspective, that were very salvageable by just these slight adjustments yeah. in terms of how they address certain... and Because a lot of the, the stuff that people had gripes at were just passing comments and, and certain notions towards how things worked in the universe. Um, the existence of Jedi, you know, Rey's, Rey's heritage. I, I really think they could quite easily be fixing this. But what we've gotten said now is a trailer that really feels like it was a middle finger to the second one, which I don't really think is fair on everyone who worked on the previous one. And also, I think it's just a very strange approach to take. Like, it's not like the other one wasn't a success. It made a billion and a half dollars. But Some it's people the did fan like it. backlash. It's the fan backlash and which, the reaction yeah, to which Solo extraordinary. That, that caused this. But do you not think they could have just made small tweaks and you would still be quite satisfied with how they wrapped it up no, if they made... Honestly, I would prefer if they committed to it and stuck with the, the directory of the other one and stuck with that and made a story out of that. But instead, we're going to get this completely disjointed... Oh, but, I mean, they're gone, but they're not really gone. Or Oh, but you like the Emperor, right? He, he's, he's back again. And that, again, Ugh. that erodes any kind of satisfactory ending for characters because, well, if they but, can come back, anyone can go back at any time. So Luke Skywalker's probably not dead. He can come back. Don't do that. You know, you've, you've done it. At least stick to it. I have a really weird, a really weird comparison that I'm going to use right now. And I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, you my familiar God. With the the weirder the better. Games? Yes. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. I, I've, I've, the only one I've played through fully is, is two, but that's besides the point. Fire that's away. perfect. Cause Jack two is the one I'm going to focus on. Oh, amazing. So Jack one was a very, very bright, cutesy platformer. The main character didn't speak or anything. 3d beast PlayStation, beautiful lush graphics, really great game. And everything was bright and happy. Very Mario 64 ish, right? Mm. Jack two started and that character was transported to the future. And as you know, everything was like Grand Theft Auto and like he speaks. It was amazing. Amazing game. Amazing. But there was huge backlash because it changed so much from what the original was. So when the third game came out, the whole thing was, are they going to backtrack and just ignore the second one and maybe put them back to the past or something? Or are they going to continue with the trajectory that they've already done? And they doubled down and they committed to it. And the game was so much better. And it was the best of the trilogy for this. So there's a lot to be said about committing to something, even if others disagree. You've picked... Yeah, but the, the example you've picked is by a development house that is by far and away the best in the world at what they do. You've picked Naughty Dog there. Naughty Dog. They, 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 for, which is rare, and they were pioneers in this state, but they would prioritize story. Like they would, they, it would be such a huge influence and in story and tone over how they develop their games. A lot of folks would just, like, they would, they would, it, it, it would be a different approach. You know, the, the mechanics are first and the storyline will fit in around whatever, you know, Call of Duty is the first in this case <laughs> in there. But I think what's interesting with, to go back to like that, this new Star Wars trilogy, they're in a very dangerous uh, territory now, I feel, because you've got Palpatine back. Not only does that change, and like, not only do the direction does the direction of this upcoming movie, The Rise of Skywalker, affect The, the Last Jedi, but by bringing back Palpatine, how are you affecting 
how the original trilogy ended. Like, what impact are you having there on the significance of his demise then? You know, there's there, the more you try and retrofit a, a characters from previous entries into newer ones, just to, so that it feels like an interconnected story, the more you're at risk of, like, tripping up and making these crucial mistakes, which ultimately don't age well, the more you look back that at diminish, them. That like, diminish the power of the originals. Like, this feels like a thing that will get bums on seats. Particularly at a triple max X, max X extra, ah. but uh, <laughs> but like I the trailer I thought was like the trailer was great because the music swells and the characters are back and like it gets you for a second. But the more I digested, the more I thought, like, what are they doing here? Did you feel cheated by the music? Because I felt a bit cheated by the music. I mean, the music they used Leia's theme. It was all callback music. Yes, it was Leia's theme was in there. Actually, it's funny that we should talk about Jack and Daxter and Naughty Dog because that's a beautiful way for me to mention something paul dameron looks just like nathan nathan drake in this trailer not like, just like i don't mean it's identical i don't mean it's the exact same thing i sent you a picture and it is beat for beat the same costume so for those of you who have played those games uncharted 3 is what i'm talking about nathan drake is in a desert he's kind of got this scarf and he's got this bandolier with ammo magazines and things on him that's exactly how paul dameron looks now in this one which is fascinating to me but Reinforced by the fact that J.J. Abrams is a big fan of those Uncharted games and even cast the voice actor from the Uncharted series, Nathan Drake himself, Nolan North, in Star Trek II Into Darkness, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's, in, he's in one scene, isn't it? He talks to... Uh... He, he gets a line. Yes. Yeah, he gets a line and says, oh, we're on the bridge, sir. We've got the photons. We've got the, we got the rockets ready. His... He says something to the captain. And his voice is so distinct. Oh, it, it, it nearly would... Even that would nearly take out because you just wreck... Because he's in other games as well. Oh, he's in he's, so he's many games. Um, but what is going to happen with this movie? What are your predictions here? Um, my predictions are that they're going to walk back everything. I really don't understand why they're bringing back the Emperor. It's going to look really cheap. They, they might either make Kylo be a big hero and kind of redeem himself in the Force, which again, I hope they don't do. Or they might change it and say that Rey is, is actually a Skywalker or some description. I think they're going to do that. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, who is the Skywalker they're referencing here? I don't know, but I don't, like... Like, they're trying to pass it off in a way, like, pull the wool over our eyes, as if, oh, we see, we meant it. And people are now recontextualizing The Last Jedi, as in, that was just them being put through the ringer, and now the rise, now the Skywalker's rising. And I was like, don't do that. This isn't how you anticipated this to go. There's even a time jump in this film, because the last film left it so miserable... And so disastrous when they're all on the Millennium Falcon. There's like six people left in the Resistance. Even the whole idea that it's supposed to be the main kind of cast are just going on an adventure together. That's what you need to happen in the first film of the trilogy. Not the third film of the trilogy. It's 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 too late to get that goodwill back. Like, honestly, I think... We don't know how this is going to go. Like, J.J. Abrams has said he's very happy with the place. Like, imagine he was brought in very late. So, I think this is... Just how the I think the management of this these films has been poor. Star Wars across the board. Like if you look at the the how these movies have played out, nothing has been short. Um, nothing, nothing, nothing. None of these have been not just ripe with controversy and just production problems, except for the Force Awakens because they had oodles of time to get it out the door. Yeah, it but came from it came from Force Awakens, essentially. Force Awakens was a play-by-play remake of the first one. Like uh, that bugs me, but people remember that movie so fondly. That movie is not going to age well. I guarantee it, particularly with respect to how the rest of the trilogy plays out. Then you've got Rogue One, which behind the scenes was a disaster because they fired the director halfway through because he they realized if you hire a fanboy to direct a Star Wars movie, he doesn't do it very well. 
Also, that guy Despite was a bit of a that guy's a that guy's kind of crazy. I mean, he did direct the Fantastic Four, right? No, you're you're thinking of someone else. I'm talking about the guy who he directed that Godzilla remake as well as the guy. Who oh, did yes, yes, yes. Gareth Edwards, I Gareth think Edwards, uh, Gareth Edwards, yes. Mm. Um, so he he did that. Like they had to bring loads of assistant directors in just to finish the movie. People seem to like that. I really think that's overrated. I I, I then, completely agree. Everybody says Rogue One is the really good one, and I'm like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> I so disagree. It doesn't really do anything for me. And, and then then you've got then you've got Solo. They also fired the two directors in that because they thought, let's be brave and commit to these two radical directors who have a track record of success, but they have a different style. They decided halfway through, actually most of the way through, do you know what? Actually, we don't like their style. And that's because it, they, 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 they and that meant they had, they had to get Ron, you know, Ron Howard. Ron Howard came so, in so, so wait a second, Rob. Rob, Rob who, who are these two, two random directors whose vision they didn't enjoy? Let's, who, who could they be? Probably, probably two nobodies, right? People who definitely haven't had any success in a in a previous life. Yeah, and I mean, I have not won an Oscar since with the best animated no. film maybe of the last twenty years. We're talking about Christopher Lloyd and Phil Miller here. Whoop whoop uh, whoop! Into the Spider Verse, Christopher Miller. So they so they uh, wrote um, into the Spider Verse. They kind of helped shape it, but they also did the Lego Movie. That was them. They wrote and directed that. They also did the the, the really popular uh, Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street. People love those, and like they, they were success because it was like a different style of comedy, just kind of riffy, just a bit more self-aware. People love that. Imagine letting them do the entire most of the filming for like the, the principal photography was done for Solo, and then they decide, do you know what? Actually, we're nervous that this won't work. We're panicking, but we're just gonna fire you guys. Put in Darth Maul. That'll solve everything. Oh, that's that really pissed me off. But they did not earn that reveal at yeah, all. Yeah, but look, he, got he stands up. And he switches lightsaber on. So, so, so we now and and now we know because because it's now we know it's undisputably him. Yeah, Do, are we sure though? Are we sure it's him? I mean, he, he did stand up and he did put his lightsaber on, and it was it had the two sides. So, so now we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like. I think it's easy to pick the Last Jedi as, for, particularly as a Star Wars fan. I get why that is the one that you highlight as the real problem. But like, look at the track record. Oh, the the track record lately has been so poor. I actually think Solo is is the best of the most recent films. <laughs> it probably is. Weirdly, it's just not a popular opinion. No, and it's not. It's not brilliant. But you and I said that it's because it's kind of separate to the rest of that uh, other storyline stuff. It's just kind of like a fun adventure movie. Exactly. So, it's like you know, an old... If like you take we it what it Indiana is. Jones in our franchise episode. It is almost like a revamped modern day Indiana Jones film. He's even in a mine bit for a while. That's like... that's Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that hokey 70s kind of slapsticky kind of action that's just good fun. It's just easy to watch. Listen, man. I don't know. Like this this, this Rise of the Skywalker. I watched a lot of, uh, of the reaction footage. Not the stuff where it's some gobshite in his room watching the trailer reacting. I hate that. I fundamentally I, hate I, that. But, I couldn't agree more. But next week on but, the website, we're going to have reaction videos for the Joker, <laughs> uh, Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker, oh, and we'll Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that you committed to an accent halfway through oh, that riff. Yeah, you, I mean, you, I did try it from the start, man, right? but it ain't easy. <laughs> That's another life motto of yours, I feel. Listen, what I want to say, the, 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 I think 
you could tell by the reaction of the crowd at that Star Wars celebration that they were like, they saw the rise of Skywalker and that was the bit that got the biggest reveal. Almost just like a, oh, thank you for completely going back on all the other stuff that you've done in the other movies. Let's just, oh, I'm so happy. And that, it just tells you that this is really them just like, oh, this is what the hardcore fans want. Let's just keep them happy. J.J. Abrams is vehement that he's found a clever way of melding the stories, what he wanted to do and what... What's his name? Ryan Johnson. The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson set up. That's that. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's obviously he's going to say that. Right he's place. not going to come out but and say. It. I mean, he's Colin Trevorrow, who directed those Jurassic World films, was fired for creative differences as well. I mean, it's all but okay. This though. is like that was that was the that was the, that was going to be the the, the bow that I was going to wrap this up with. Even the movie they hadn't made, they got rid of that director as well. Like that track record is atrocious for five movies to be that they're disjointed. taking a break after this in films even though they're already planning another two trilogies with both Ryan Johnson trilogy and the guys from uh, the Game of Thrones and Thrones. however many 375 different TV shows like I mean even Mark Hamill commented on the Star Wars fatigue like guys just give it a fucking break would you Jesus mm. Christ that's verbatim he said exactly that because he spent time in, in Cahersavine in County Kerry so he used, he knows how to use the word feckin'. I'll tell you that Mark much. Hamill loves Ireland now if only he'd love one of my tweets <laughs> <laughs> alright but we gotta we've, I don't know if we've even addressed what we think of the actual Rise of Skywalker trailer well but, I think um, we've talked about it enough like come on yeah. let's, let's. I think this is probably because we're trying to make this a fairly quick episode so we're going to talk about one more thing which is also probably going to take us about literally 40 An minutes an hour <laughs> <laughs> go for it it's the Joker trailer oh i have oh, i have so much so much pent-up aggression to say about this i completely oh, forgot what the reference you said was it was you either you either win or you die is that it you win or you die you, you win, win or, or you die, die. now so, i mean i i guess i'll just say you won't i understand that reference go for it go ah. i understood that reference so i mean i'm trying i understood that reference because we took i'm trying i'm trying to piece together it sounds very much like you either win or you die it sounds like a gambling thing like gamble 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 uh so i'm gonna say that it might be something that like han solo said so maybe he said it in solo no, okay, I'm going to have to... Because we spent so long talking about fucking Star Wars, we haven't gotten to the specific end of it. We have touched... We have referenced the universe very very briefly that this quote is from. We did... It's We, we, we touched on it a little bit there. I, I'm giving you too much of a hint here. It's not Back to the Future somewhere, no? No, no, no. no. Hmm. But a similar kind of a quick passing comment. Oh, it's not on chart, is it? What? No. Oh, come I on. I didn't think we were going to talk about Uncharted. <laughs> Did we talk about something else? <laughs> right, look, we'll come back to it. I'll chalk it up as another loss, but we'll come back to it. <laughs> so, the Joker trailer. I have a lot to say about this. What? I want to unleash it. Go Off you go. Okay, just, just fair go enough. It. I was going to ask you what you thought of it first, but all right. I think this, this, this trailer is absolutely pointless. I think this film is absolutely <laughs> pointless. Is there hope for it? I mean, look, it might be a good film. Todd Phillips, the director, did the Hangover trilogy, which is one good film out of three. He has not really made. He did. Leave it there, folks. That's it. That's an example of leave it there. Folks. I was thinking leave it there, folks, as well earlier. I was like, this is going to come up for me in the future because I loved the first Hangover. And then they made two absolute pieces of tripe as sequels. God, imagine if they just left it at the Hangover. It'd be regarded along the same lines as the Groundhog Day yes like, genuine and it's one of those films that it, it completely self-contained doesn't need a sequel nope 
But I made money, Ross. That's the problem. That is. I'm just surprised there isn't a Hangover prequel yet. If I'm going to be honest with you, a prequel trilogy. A prequel trilogy. <laughs> and it's just all of them. It's just. It's just all of them drinking. That's yeah. all it is. It's not the night before. It's just them sitting around the table drinking at, in different cities. Oh God! Give, give me the names of one of the characters. Uh, Stu. Stu. I've got the high ground, Stu. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joker. Yeah. So the main thing about the Joker, right, that I, the, the, the reason I like the character and the reason I think the character is so successful is because it's a character that doesn't need a backstory. It, it's a character that you don't need any introductory mm. material to enjoy. You can just enjoy it in your head as in this character arises out of the fact that there is a Batman. So because there is a Batman, it's almost like the universe creates this chaotic Joker character that just arises out of nowhere. And I think by creating a backstory ferret where you're saying, well, this was a normal guy who... A backstory ferret? A ferret? The fer- oh, it's, the, a sequel, it's the prequel to Groundhog Day. It was about a ferret. I knew it. I thought there was... And it was called the backstory ferret. Continue, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you're ferret now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I, I think... By 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 giving this character a backstory, I think you actually undermine what makes the character so unique and so enjoyable as a reader or a viewer. I mean, do you do you recognize any? Do you recognize the name Jack Napier? Uh, no. Do you recognize the name? Is it Alfred Fleck? It's, Arthur it's, Fleck. No, it's Arthur Fleck. You People recognize that one? That's the, apparently that's a dig at Ben Affleck. The A Fleck. It's Affleck. It's like. Take, I, that's what I've heard. Is he an actual character but from the I, comics? I thought no, because I, I think Arthur Fleck is actually taken from the Killing Joke. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Alan Moore. Man. So I think a lot of this film is going to be inspired by that. Can I get your opinion on this, Rob? Here, I'm speaking as a What's comic it? book fan and what it means to me. But what is your opinion? In my opinion. So I'm not. Uh, I I don't have the same in depth knowledge of comics as you do. But uh, my favorite superhero growing up was always Batman. It, it always it always was. I have Batman and Robin and Batman Forever on video video cassette. And I would watch those movies back to back. So the reason... Video cassette. Said, that is, they, don't, they don't even contain the, the, the Joker, but obviously 89 does. Um, Obviously we've got The Dark Knight has a fantastic version of the Joker and then a ridiculous Suicide Squad version. But it just highlights the point of the, the more kind of detail we get in this history, the less threatening, the less... Like he's the perfect antithesis to Batman because Batman, they, like, they build up this... We, we know his backstory so distinctly. He's a he's the, the son of billionaires. He he goes off. He he trains to be a fucking ninja. Dresses up in a bat suit, and he's he's you know he's tortured by the grief of his parents. He's got he's he's driven by these motives of just doing the right thing, while also you know committing to this one rule. And then you've got this character that comes in this this villain that is just doesn't abide by anything. That's just a complete madman. And because you know so little about him, he's scarier. So you don't you don't want to know what he does. You just know that he's terrifying, and that's what makes him such an interesting opposite as a, as a counter to how batman works then this trailer comes along and i don't understand what it's trying to be like at what point do you do a, a villain origin story that we don't need to the point where it's basically a taxi driver and it's so far removed from a comic book movie it's just a guy who goes mad and could be any kind of dramatic um character study kind of yes yes that you get anywhere like well, what is so that it movie? loses all and i and usually i'm like I'm all for not calling something specifically a comic book film, but this loses all sense of any kind of adherence to comic books. So like, it's just a film about a character. And I mean, I, I guess, I guess that's okay, but 
you still want a piece of that. You know what I mean? You That's, still no, want- yeah. No, I see. You're, you're touching on the right points here because you, you can make movies like this about someone who's tortured and conflicted and goes through this this you know spirals out of control and becomes this this villainous character. But you can't take someone with the history of the Joker and then only lightly reference the comic book origins that he's come from or the the comic booky aspect of it because this guy dresses in bright pink pink wears a green scarf and has white makeup on clown makeup on and is and is voiced by mark hamill so i don't know how they're going to get around this (laughs) yeah true yeah well people argue that he aside you know heath ledger whose on-screen performance is amazing the best voice goes to mark i agree easily it's the one i associate it's phenomenal and the scariest. Mark Hamill is a great vice actor, full stop. Just so you know, he was also oh, yeah. the Hobgoblin in the '90s cartoon Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my god, he really went downhill for a while. He went through a bit of a, he went through a little bit of a dip after the Scar- Star Wars hype. Maybe he just needed to get away from the, the madness of it. Joker. I'm not sure what to think of it. Apparently, this was like apparently Martin Scorsese. I, I referenced Tax Driver because Martin Scorsese was the person who was going to direct this movie. There was a script treatment was done. He wanted to take a stab at it. Other projects got in the way. He decided he'd 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 just pass it off, not completely bin it. And then Todd, this was a Todd Phillips. Todd inherited. Phillips, yeah. Again, like, what are DC doing? What is this movie? What is it trying to be? Is it supposed to be connected to all the other DC movies? Well, I mean, you, so you know, in the trailer, that Bruce Wayne is actually in the trailer. The little fella at the, the gate. Little the little kid, kid at the gate. So people are now saying, this isn't the Joker. This is maybe an inspiration for the Joker. And if it's that case, that even almost ruins it more for me. Here's the way I will. I have come to a, the kind of conclusion in my head of how I see the Joker and Batman. So Batman is almost pure order. As in, he's our pure logic. Like he, he's the logical reaction to his parents being killed in front of him by a criminal in a city ridden with crime. Okay, so he's going to dress up as somebody to stop that crime and he will devote his life to stopping crime so that nothing like that will happen to anybody again and his one rule is that he will not kill and he will not use a gun. A reaction to order is chaos. So the Joker comes along and is pure chaos. So like you said, we don't know his backstory, we don't know his history because it is pure, unbridled, unchained chaos. By making this character somewhat relatable and giving him a backstory so... Yeah, he's got a mother. Like he's 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 struggling mentally. Like he's about to snap. That's that's really the heavy-handed message from the trailer. Like he's just this guy who's on the brink. Yeah, and I mean, just it seems to be a relationship with his mother there, and there's probably going to be his mother is going to die or be killed, or maybe he'll kill his mother or something, and that'll probably be the turning point for him to go insane. But yeah, like, that's what snowballs. I don't want to know this character before the character is insane, because then that means I can maybe somehow relate to the character, and I. And you shouldn't relate to this character because he's meant to be pure disorder and chaos. He should be an agent of chaos, I believe, is the line that's used in the dark. Exactly. Um, and like that makes perfect sense, though, because that's what he's always been. They don't really I don't, like even from the animated series, they don't delve too much into his past. Like it's he just kind of keeps reappearing. The animated version of that character is great, by the way. Is is absolutely brilliant because he's both oh. hilarious and just tells jokes, but then is also at the same time ridiculously menacing absolutely a maniac like terrifying like he does try to kill characters in it he's he's the one that always feels most threatening despite being kind of just a regular person dressed up because he's always just carrying a gun and you know blades and things like he's actively trying to harm people whereas other characters just kind of they're just big lumbering kind of beasts or yeah they're pure fights or whatever yeah supernatural kind of things that were they're more for the combat kind of 
elements is where there's always kind of something with the Joker where he's he's always got another plan up his sleeve, that kind of thing. And like I don't want to seem like I'm ragging on the trailer or anything because it doesn't like it, it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look bad. It looks there's interesting scenes that there's an interesting. Yeah, but it clown, doesn't look like a Joker trailer though. Like if you watched that and didn't know it was called the Joker, you'd be like, what What is this? Like what is this supposed to be? Is it just a drama movie with a guy who loses the plot and like apparently the the makeup is is very reminiscent of. The King of Comedy or whatever, or some some sort of movie or show or something. I, I, I haven't seen it, but it was... There's like a mask. Or maybe it's not... Sorry, maybe King of Comedy is... Like, uh, anyway, there, there's some sort of famous old clown makeup thing that it references and a mask. Um, that, that, that That's the style they've gone for. But I don't And especially know. in a post-remake of It World, it just seems that, like the clown thing just doesn't... kind of hits a different, a different audience or something now. It seems a bit strange. Mm. Well, I don't care for it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm just a little bit... Um, and the world seems to be losing its mind and everyone on Twitter has talked about... I saw one tweet. It was like, give this film an Oscar. And I'm like, okay. This is not how that works, what? but okay. Also, by the, the way, Oscars I tweeted the Academy gauge. today because they said, name this movie. And I said, how about you name this movie, smarty pants? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is... that That's excellent. Actually, they released something interesting last month. Um... It, it, it lined up with March Madness in the US is like this this kind of college basketball tournament so where you know and the idea is you pick your own practice to see who will win and they did an Oscars one where they picked best films over history and people voted for which film got to the next stage with the other films it was competing against and let me tell you people were picking the wrong movies oh really <laughs> oh it's stupid and even the ones that were there I remember thinking to myself I saw this while back, so I can't remember the, the bad ones that were there obviously you've got you've got obvious ones like Lord of the Rings Godfather 2 Gladiator um, fucking Hangover uh, Part 2 yeah exactly you took the words out of my mouth but then these other ones like the English Patient getting up the ranks and everything to myself Jesus why is it beaten why why is it knocking Return of the King off its perch this seems crazy to me <laughs> anyway that was just a quick aside but I like you and I are probably going to go see the Joker movie I just I, mean, I know based on how this is being highlighted is that like they're kind of like oh this is definitely the Joker by the way and there would be this as is the problem with all these things where they try and connect, create this interconnected universe, this whole, there'd be little references to yeah. Batman. That's anyway. Bruce Wayne! So that guy right there. So you, that guy in the trailer, he's already Bruce Wayne. Just so you feel like that's enough to justify the entire existence of the movie in the yeah. first place. Yeah, so you, te- I mean, technically you're seeing a Batman film because that's, that's Bruce Wayne. Oh, what, the three-year-old? Yeah, no, that's him. Yeah, that's Batman. Do you know who Batman is? You know who Batman is, right? He's, That's he's Batman. two Halloween costumes off becoming a bat. Let me tell you that much. He's ready to go. Trick or treat. More like trick or beat. That's what he's going to be doing. Trick or beat. <laughs> trick or beat. Oh, that is amazing. That's uh, This Halloween, we're doing an episode of the podcast and it's going to call Trick or Beat. And if one of us <laughs> gets a question wrong, we're like, going to beat the other one in the face. And if we get it right... <laughs> I guess we oh gotta boy. do some tricks or something. I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah, neither did I. Ah, well, we'll figure it out. Right. Okay. I, I, I think. I think. I think we're about ready to wrap this up. Yeah. I get. I, I guess so. Oh God. I guess so. God. God damn it! I'm still. I am not doing this. Doing well at this game. You either well, win I, I, or you die. Yeah. Think about and it. And we already yeah. touched on the franchise. Yeah. Or, or exactly. Very briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Very briefly. And you see, I had planned to talk about this, but as I should have predicted... Uh, yeah, I mean, go- whoa, we talked the, uh, at length about, like, four topics instead of covering Holy 25. Three, three or four things. Oh, my God, I have so much more on my list. But this but is anyway. good, because this we these are ones that needed to be talked by us, I think. I did, and I, yeah, did, I, did, I did tweet it up that we were going to talk about them and have interesting views, so... Mm, we had to. 
Do you want me to, do, 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 do. Give me a slightest gonna, hint and then just put me on my misery after that. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase an extended version of the quote and see if you get it from there. Do it. In this game, you win or you die. In this game, you win or you die. And it's a... That's not a... That, that's that's a, that's that's a, a, a sort of like a, a truncated version of the quote. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a is it a film or a TV show? TV show. A TV show. That's not Game of Thrones, is it? It is. Game of Thrones. I literally sent you a text earlier saying I have never seen an episode of Game exactly. of Thrones. Exactly, because the full quote is, and I, the reason you said that to me is because I've seen gifs and memes all over Twitter over the last while highlighting the quote in the Game of Thrones. You win or you die. Right. That was that was that was heavily hinted to me. But because I've and you know that I've never seen it, can yeah. can we still count that as a victory for me? <laughs> you get a half point. I'll get a half I'll take I will take your half point, my friend. I will take your half point. <laughs> I think you would have gotten it because I had stuff to say about Game of Thrones. I, I guarantee you, because I had some heavy handed little points in there that I feel like would have triggered it. But as per usual, we spent far too long talking about two or three <laughs> <laughs> we right. did let's let's round it up with back to our back to our famous game i'll take that oh, half the point famous, by the, the way world famous excuse you don't forget that buddy it's a world famous segment our world famous segment. our internationally world famous segment available in 14 different languages <laughs> 14 different languages Ross fact, Ross fact, or in french it's called Ross fact, Ross fact. <laughs> well i started with rob fact Ross fact there because who knows what it's actually called <laughs> nobody knows i mean it's it for 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 a segment you don't even you can you can't even hear the title of it, it's remarkable that it's even world famous uh, in the but, first but place. it is but it is i've actually <laughs> had people is. text me by the way since last episode saying ross i didn't realize you directed the prestige but anyway right so i'm going to say my fact first remember guys the, the aim ross of this fact. game is to decide which of us is telling the truth and which of us is yes. not no so i guess i'll start my ross fact <laughs> is <laughs> mike myers from wayne's world was not the original voice actor of Shrek. And most of the film was already recorded before he came on board. Okay, next up is me. My Rob fact for the week is... You almost said the Rob fact for the week. <laughs> I know, I, I actually, I kind of struggled. Like, you really did. I'm telling you, that can of Blue Moon, a single can, and I'm just falling over the place. You're to the moon okay, and back. To the moon. <laughs> I'm over the moon. Listen, the Rob fact this week is approaching completion of the film, 90% of a bug's life was accidentally deleted. <gasps> I won't lie to you. As I was saying approaching completion, I ah, the, ah, effort ah, took, ah, the, the effort it took ah, to not... <laughs> the effort it took to approach completion. Oh, I... <laughs> Oh, the, the restraint required to not go back into our triple max X, whatever it was, that conversation. I mean, I also like the use of restraints. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Right, we've done uh, it. That's episode seven. <laughs> we've done. Oh, we're delighted with ourselves. Oh, brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Rob, tell the good folks at home where they can find us online. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Um, okay, so we've got Twitter. Ross obviously is very... Uh, very active on that. That's at Cap Understands. That's that's our Twitter handle. Um, you'll see all sorts of tweets, clever jokes, not so clever jokes, a lot of riff, a lot of pun, just a lot of a lot of kind of <laughs> snarky puns of people who've just put a headline through. But mostly you know, snarky puns. Fun. 
Yeah, mostly snarky puns. But what we've also got the podcast itself is available on all your kind of favorite platforms. We've got Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and a, a plethora of others that just grow day by day that I've never heard of. But look, if you find us on there, you can listen to, to us there as well. And of course, again, finally, we've got our website, capunderstands.com. All the, all the episodes are there, but we've also got some other fun little bits of content. Um, and also, Ross has done a great article on beers you should drink uh, while uh, reading some really delightful comics. That's definitely worth checking out as well. And if you want to email but, us, um, that's the lads at capunderstands.com. That's how it gets better and better every time I hear it. Yes, it sure um, does. Rob, it's, it's <laughs> sure. been a pleasure, man. It really has. I, 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 I had I, a great time today. I'll, I think, yeah, as per usual, in our normal post podcast talks, Rob and I, or Ross and I, are very well. You just talk to yourself right through. Mirror, right? <laughs> yeah. Rob, that was another fantastic episode, Rob. <laughs> I keep forgetting to hang up the call, and you're just listening in on me having these conversations. American Psycho, like. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, folks, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're hoping you're enjoying it. We're appreciating the feedback. But for now, anyways, I've been Rob. I've been Ross. And this has been I Understood the Reference. Have a great one. Yeah. Bye-bye. Woo. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Okay. <laughs> Collect yourself there, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm collecting myself. Oh. Rob, we're gonna have to edit this bit because I cannot remember if you said you were going to do the true or false. Um. Oh, I, I, I'm doing the, I'm doing the false one. So you do the false one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay then. I might put this at the end of the episode, so if people listen the whole way through, they'll just get the answer. That's actually <laughs> kind of funny. We should do that. <laughs>